Yeah, good morning. morning. It's a long time. I haven't really stunned. (laughs) So I was thinking, my gosh, I think I feel a bit nervous. (laughs) And look, my leg is shaking, right? (laughs) I feel a bit nervous. That's the Holy Spirit. (laughs) That's the Holy Spirit moving. (laughs) So I'm going to talk today about winning hearts and mind. Winning hearts and mind. So when Raymond called me to ask me about giving the message, he told me one thing. He says, God himself hasn't spoken for a long time. That's why I'm here. <laughs> Nobody never get my jokes. I know he's was a, such a good joke wasted. <laughs> so since you know winning hearts and mind is such a uh, difficult thing it's not easy it's really it's not easy to win heart and mind so one of the greatest revelation or realization of life is you cannot control if you cannot control your mind if you don't master it it's going to master whom you is going to master you. Our father faced with the same kind of a thing, and father put it in this way. If you want to be, rule the universe, you also have to completely control yourself. If you cannot control yourself, you cannot control the universe. You cannot master the universe. You cannot master yourself. If you, you have to first master yourself. And, and that's not easy. It's really it's not easy. We are, in other words, if we do not, we, we cannot just allow, we cannot act or do whatever we want, whenever we want. We, we, we cannot just live life and just allow all kind of trash to fall inside of our mind and then follow the direction of all the rubbish that fall inside of us. And that is the situation we find. There's people leading the world, people who want to be rulers of the world, and today I'm sure you can see we have many leaders that don't control themselves, but actually they want to rule the world. You can think for yourself where they all lies in different parts of the world today. And maybe, actually, even in your workplace, you might find people who wants to take control over your life. So God is concerned about our human soul, which is our inner man, the inner self. God is control, concerned about that. We, when God is conso- concerned about that, because even though we have free will, and, but free will comes with responsibility. You know, we were not designed, we were designed actually in a way to follow, to do whatever we want. We were designed to follow the will of God. And that's where you say when they have choice, but choice come with, comes with responsibility. And that's why, in a sense, Adam and Eve, they have the responsibility to obey or not to obey or disobey. We have all kind of a choices, right? 
choices. You can say, it's my life, it's my choice. Whatever choice I make is my choice, right? Uh, we have choices, we can choose to love or choose not to love. We have all kinds of a choices, but the choices, we should, could, if we make choices that say, I make a choice to become a better person, I'm going to work on myself and become a better person. But usually, I'm not, sometimes instead of becoming a better person, we become a bitter person. Do you get it? We become a bitter person, and to become a bitter person, sometimes it's not so difficult, is it? Because so many things come inside of us, and we didn't design for these things. We should follow the design of what God planned in our hearts, that God wants us to become a loving, a part of his loving creator, creation. But sometimes we make choices even to become a bitter person. It's still, if it's your choice, it's, it's still a choice. But frankly, I would, I, I would want to, to follow God's design for your life. And God's design for your life and it cho- it choices that you should love him. You should love and obey him. Do you think that is a good choice to love and obey God? Is that a good choice? You don't think it's a good choice? You think it's a good choice to love your wife? I'm not sure. I'm not sure what choice you, 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 you could make. <laughs> so it's a good choice. I think so. When we stubbornly refuse to follow God, our, our heart which was designed to have communion with God, are hardened. Are hardened. Our heart become hardened. And, the, uh, and when your heart become hardened, what happened? You don't. You can't really love. God compare a rebellious heart to stone. A heart of stone. It's impossible to repent. It's impossible to say, I'm sorry. Do you find that? If you have bitterness in your heart, you're easy to go up and say, David, I'm really sorry. I, didn't, I should not have said that. I should not have done that. Do you go home and you say to your wife or your children, I'm really sorry. Listen, kids, I'm really sorry. I, did, I should not have shouted in this way. But sometimes you go home and you can just be as you are even though there is bitterness inside. You're not winning hearts and minds, are you? Even your own heart is not doing anything. Martin Luther says, I will choose love. I choose love over hatred because it's too difficult to carry bitterness inside. It's too difficult to carry. So I make a choice to carry love. Then you think it's, it's, a, it's a good choice? What choice would you make? Cho- choose love or choose hatred? It's too heavy a burden, he says. Too heavy a burden. So our, we, it's, it's impossible to say sorry. It's impossible to serve God, to love him, to please him. In Ezekiel, it says, 
God promised that he will plant a new heart and a new spirit inside of you. A new heart and a new spirit inside of you. I will take out your, your old stubborn heart, that heart made of stone, and I'll give you a willing, tender heart. How many of us would love that? I, for one, would. I would love to have this tender, willing heart. And that if I have a tender, willing heart, just imagine the impact it would have with other people around me. If just you know, a tender, willing heart, it, it, it's, it has impact, isn't it? Maybe that's a goal. Maybe we can even add in during our 40 days. I'll make effort. I'll make effort. I'll make a choice to have a tender, willing heart. I want God to remove this old, stubborn heart, that heart which is made of stone, and put something a bit, Soft, more beautiful inside of me. God, God, don't like this heart of stone. The heart of stone does not, it's not willing, it's not, it's not giving, it's not, you're not fulfilling your purpose with that. Because the choice you make with a heart of stone is very, very different than a tender heart. If you have a tender heart, the choices you make, the decision you make, very different. A heart of stone, you can be very mean, right? You can be mean. You can be mean at home. You can be mean everywhere, in the people on the buses, because you don't feel other people's suffering. You don't feel anything. A heart of stone. So go to want to take out the whole heart. We wish to have like a heart transplant. God could make that kind of a heart transplant and remove that is wrong in our life and put something. Get us doing what is right. To get us doing what is right. Then there is you know, God says, you know, in in, in Jeremiah, it says, I will I want to be the father. It says Will be my, they will be my children, my people, and I will be their God. God wanted all of us to be his people, and he will be their God. He wanted us to follow him in spirit and in truth. And then also in Second Chronicles, he says, If my people who were called by my name will humble themselves, humble themselves, then I will turn and then turn from their wicked ways or their evil ways. I will forgive their sins and their and forgive the land. Yeah. I always love that passage. It says, if God, people who are called by my name, God, in a way, he really wants to have that parent and child relationship with us. He wants to have that close. Uh, relationship. He, he wants to bless us. He wants to give us really what we need. But sometimes, actually, we're not open to receive. We're not open to receive. And sometimes we need to have do something different, like what David is going to do. Study. 
do something different. It's not going to be easy, but he make a determination. He make a choice that he will challenge himself. And I think every day, if we challenge ourselves, what was my life yesterday? What was my life going to be today? Actually, I have a confession to make. Most of you know me as Franklin, but actually my, my other name is Henry. <laughs> I'm a Henry. Most of you probably know me for many years, but you never know me. You never know this name of mine, Henry. For the last 21 months, I've been walking in a... I never liked the name, that's one reason. <laughs> you didn't know that. But uh, for the last 21, 21 months, I've been walking in a hospital. And I decided, oh... I have to make a change. So nobody in the hospital know me as Franklin. I decided to use Henry. And then after 21 months, I thought, Henry, that's a very nice name. I liked it. <laughs> I didn't realize I have such a nice name. I never use it. See, because I, you know, if you don't connect with something, if you don't connect with something, you don't see the beauty of it. But for the last 21 months, I've been working and connecting with, with this name, and then I realized it's a nice name. So on my spiritual journey in the hospital for the last 21 months, I wanted to find God in a different way. I wanted to experience, I wanted to experience God. I wanted to experience loving people. Because sometimes, you know, sometimes we don't, we get used to the same old routine. Oh my gosh, it's Sunday. I have to go to church, right? I have to go to church. Oh yes, uh, sing a few songs and then, okay, then I go back home. Oh yes, okay, let me see what's on the TV. Let me have a cup of tea, a sandwich. We get used to the same old routine, right? And we don't, we don't really, sometimes I wonder how much do I love people? How much do I really love God? So when I'm in the hospital, I'm thinking, I want to have a new experience. I'm on this spiritual journey. And I'm not in a church. I mean, this, this hospital is my church. This is my ministry. These people who's here are going to find God in them. And God's going to show me, God's going to show me so many things which I didn't know. God, God going to speak to me. God going to, I want to experience him. So when I leave the house and I'm driving to work, I say, God, show me something new today. I want to find you. I want to see you. I want to experience you in ways which I haven't done before. And then, then what do you think of fine in the hospital? What do you think of fine? They think, oh, gosh, it's just full of sick people, find people with all kind of a thing. But when, when I go into the hospital, I find, I find the sick God, the God that is, is struggling with, with, with difficulties and God's heart towards people who is going to emotional difficulties, going to trauma, going to life-changing uh, um, situation. People who is quite close to the door of of basically dying, but cannot, sometimes they don't want to go. But still, you know, we cannot, is there anything you can hold on and say, I'm not going, I'm going to stay here. Of course, some people, because of the, they make a choice, I, I will choose life over death. 
I would make an effort to do what is right. I would be in my family, attend the heart, changes even your health situation. A stony heart can lead you to being, actually sometimes it leads you closer to inside the spirit world. You don't want to go. You don't want to go to the spirit world. You want to go to the next life with a stony heart, do you? You don't want to go there. When, when you arrive, St. Peter in the gateway says, well, I was expecting a few people coming today, but I cannot see them. And you standing there with your stony heart. You, there's no light from you. There's no life in you. No life in you. A stony heart. You know what it says in the parable of the sower? The sower, not the sewer. <laughs> it says, you know, when, if, they, if you sow your seeds on a stony ground, you know, what happened? Will it, will it grow and bear fruit? You have to sow it on good soil. So our life, our action, we should be sowing good action, good deeds every day. And so therefore it will spring up and have an impact around us. But if you just, you have to sow it on good soil. Let the seed go. Let the word of God grow up inside of you. So what did I find in the hospital? I find people with trauma. And that's a God of trauma. God's of, you know, God is, is not all powerful, not all mighty. He's all mighty and all powerful. When human being give him that, that power and authority. But when you see a disabled child and a father who was longing to play football with that son, and that's God. He cannot, he cannot play with us. He had a dream. He has a vision, a desire. So many things he wanted to do with us. But then he find, even when we talk, when, even when he talk, we don't, he doesn't, we don't hear. We have eyes to see, and yet we do not see him. We have ears to, to, to listen, but we don't listen. We're hard of hearing. It says that in um, Matthew 13, 1 to 23, Read that passage when you go home. Read it. It says about all the different things we should have, but sometimes we don't, we don't use it properly. We don't see it properly. We don't, we don't act properly. It's, that we, it's difficult to win heart and mind if we keep doing what is not the right thing. So we need a change of heart. We need a change of heart. And the change of heart, Jesus described that change of heart as to be born again, born again. Maybe every 40 days we, or every condition we do, we should be thinking, how can I have a born again experience? How can I have, a, have something new in my heart? What is to be born again to have a change of heart, to, to do something different? And sooner you get a new heart, the better. The sooner you have that transformation, it's better. God is very plain in telling us, no good, no good can come out of a corrupt, dysfunctional heart. No good can come out of it. 
and uh, knowing that kind of uh, nature we have, it's, uh, it's very difficult to, you know, even when, I think, when Jesus began his ministry, one of the first words actually says, what did he say? It says, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. We need to repent. Repent means to change the way you have been conditioned to think. A good man brings out things out of his goods, out of the good store he has stored up in his heart. And, 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 and an evil man brings things out of the evil he stored up in his heart. For the mouth speak what the heart is full of. What is your heart full of? If your heart is full of hatred, if your heart is full of negative thinking, if your heart is full, then of course, that is what comes out of your mouth. That's when you, when you meet someone, you know, instead of having a, a heart-filled conversation, you might, you thought, you might be feel of a negative conversation, feel of what's in your, what come out of your mouth, what's in your heart, what's in out of your heart, spring out things which is there, what your heart is full of, what you verbalize. Yeah. That is why the, the command to love God with all of your heart, the command is to love God with all of your heart and mind. That is the first on the list. The first on the list is to love God with all of your heart. If you does not love God, then the lack of love is what is going to flow out of you. If you don't love, if you don't develop that heart of love, that's what's going to flow out of you. Nobody give a damn. Nobody cares. Nobody, you know, you'll find that uh, the things, negative things, easily flow out of you. So let us not focus on, on um, thinking, well, you know, I'm like that because I'm, I don't have enough. Actually, God gives you more than enough. You have enough. You just, how you use it. You have more than enough. Inside of you, inside of your heart. In your journey, you have more than enough. It depends how you, how will you use it? How do you uh, bring it out in your mind? So don't worry about anything. Instead, it says, pray about everything. Don't worry about it. Pray about everything. Tell God what you want and thank him for all the things he will, he will bless you with. But you don't. You have to also do your part, you know, in thanking him. Not just praying. Oh gosh, uh, I want a new car, and uh, can you give me a new? You know, if you want a new car, also you have to pray and thank him. Thank you, thank you for that new car I'm going to get. But if you have the faith, he says you can move mountains. So why? <laughs> what if you a mountain and a car? Which one is easier to get for God? <laughs> Which one is easier? So he says, a lot of the thing is the choices we make. I'm going to finish with, uh, conclude with one story of winning heart and mind. When I was living in Korea, I was, you know, like I was with a grandmother. Of course, she didn't have any interaction with 
someone as unique as me. <laughs> so she didn't like me. She just didn't, she couldn't connect with me. I don't know if she didn't, she just couldn't connect with me. But I was aware that she couldn't connect with me. So what do I do? Do I say, oh, she's just a miserable old lady? No. I make effort. I invest. I invest in the relationship. We didn't even speak the same language. If you, because you speak the same language, it doesn't mean you're connecting her. We didn't even speak the same language. And, but when she was sick, uh, I, I even get my, my last 2001 and I go and I buy her orange juice. And then she protested, no, no, no. I knew, don't want. <laughs> but then, anyway, I said, no, Almani is for you. This is for you. And, but she had this kind of acute smile on her face. She was really appreciative that I, I, um, she getting to know me. Through my investment, she getting to know me and feel my heart and feel my love and get to know someone, which is very different not from, from, I'm not a Korean, and I don't look like a Korean, I don't speak like a Korean, but she began to see God in me, <laughs> you can say. You know. So therefore, when I was leaving Korea, she come to me and she says, Franklin Mian Hamida. And I says, well, why, why, why are you so sorry? And she just said, me and Amnida. She was sorry for, for attitude she had when she first met me. She was sorry for many things. But I pretend I didn't know anything. <laughs> I pretend I didn't know anything. I says, can Chanayo? No problem. No problem. So, and then... But um, that experience, it's because of my heart and investment, I feel I win an, an elderly lady, and an elderly lady have a transforming experience through my heart, through my service towards her. So winning heart through service. It's, uh, that's really one thing we can really do. You can practice it any place. Winning your hearts and minds, your service in your home, you know, you're serving your husband, your children, you know, you do something even though that might, it's not always the easiest thing, but you, you, your effort of winning hearts and bringing them closer to you. You're not demanding, you're just doing heart of service. Thank you very much. I just finished with a prayer. Most beloved Heavenly Parents, we are very grateful that we can have this opportunity to be as a family to, to listen to, your, to this message today and maybe some part of this message can, we can plant a seed and really pray during this coming week it can grow and, and something even which was not even mentioned can, can come into the hearts and minds of the listener and then we can do so many things for you in this coming week. Pray your blessing over each person here, each person present, and we want to thank you and give thanks to you for our health and our everything, that's the way that you watch over us and protect us. We pray your blessing in this new week ahead. For this prayer and report, this name of Franklin and Cecilia, Fortune, Bless Central Family, Adieu.